0: I'm John Peters, one of the founders of Callaway's Nursery. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now here's Neil. Thank you, John. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this morning. Good
1: morning to you. The sky is clearing. The weather is beautiful outside and the soils are moist. I mean, this is a time to garden. Second of May, beautiful day let's get gardening. Let's talk about the plants at your place. It's a a toll-free number no matter where you can hear me here on WBAP. 800-288-WBAP. That's 800-288-9227. Call now, won't you please? And let's talk about gardening. I look forward to that very, very much. This would be the time and uh, this would be the place. And, um, The thing I just realized is I don't know where my Fort Worth Botanic Garden report is. My sheet of paper. I didn't get that filed in here. So I'll tell you what. We're going to be listening to a report done live by Steve Huddleston all by himself. He says, man, this doesn't happen often enough. I'll get to talk and Neil won't be interrupting me much. (laughs) But anyway, give us a call. I'm here for two hours. And this hour, this entire hour, all year long, sponsored by your friends at 20 now, Callaways locations they'll be open in an hour and they're open until six and they'd love to have you stop in they have beautiful plants and great people to help you at Callaways so uh, once again that phone number if you'd give us a call Mike bass is running the boards and answering the phones and doing everything uh, humanly possible to keep us uh, doing things right I will tell you that our call screen page is down so I'm getting my uh, messages of who is next in queue on on my email email the old-fashioned way that's not even a way it's not even a fashion uh, this is just a desperate way and uh, so anyway give us a call now 800-288-9227 steve huddleston he is the public relations manager for brit and for the fort worth botanic garden and he is here to uh, to tell us what's going on there steve good morning well, oh, good morning, Neil. Yes, I'll see if I can. Well, I'm not going to mess with my email because I'm going to be using that in just a minute. I'm just going to let you let you yak. You had 93 well, things on your agenda today? Yeah, I guess I can say anything I want to. God, I, almost. <laughs> I won't know. So what, what's uh, in bloom now? What looks good?
2: Well, first of all, we do have a spring market this afternoon. It's called Spring Market in the Garden. It is today from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Okay. This event takes place both in the garden and in the brick building. It includes the annual Spring Sip and Shop, a new Tea and Coffee Festival, and a free afternoon in a garden that is from 12 to 2 p.m. Numerous local artisans, food trucks, live music, and more will be at this indoor-outdoor event taking place
1: in the midst of our beautiful spring beauty. Well, the weather cooperated for you, didn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. That's great. All right, and that's from 10 until... Two, Until three, yes. Three, three. Okay, yes, good deal. To three. And yes. folks, all the details of just about everything you're going to hear will be uh, available to you on the website, and we'll give you that in a minute. All right, keep going. Yes, well, we do have some plants that
2: are blooming. Uh, Dianthus baths pink is one of them. In fact, I saw this blooming beautifully in our trial garden. And uh, anyway, this is a perennial that gets about six to eight inches tall with blue-gray grass-like foliage. The flowers are pink with fringed edges, uh, looking as if they've been cut with peaking shears. Bath pink blooms for about a month, once a year in April, almost right on uh, time. Flowers are very fragrant. Uh, You want to plant this at the front of the border, use as a ground cover or plant in a rock garden because of its height.
1: It'll trail over the edge of the rock garden, too. It's awfully pretty. i got a dumb guy question for you. How come that's in the trial garden? That one's been around a while, and it is a super plant. I know. We've left a lot of things
2: in the trial garden that uh, are well beyond the, the trial stage. Uh, in fact, uh, many of the plants that we have in the trial garden are, have actually turned out to be our best performers, so
1: maybe we should call it a best performer's garden. The best uh, of the trial have, garden, yeah. I, I think that's, that's one of the yes. – in fact, I would rate that as the well, – like I've done all the trials of all the dianthus. That may be my favorite of all dianthus. That's just a beautiful oh. thing. It's a good one. And, yeah, and we have yes, it elsewhere yes. in the garden, too. We, we have it on the berm in front of the
2: conservatory. So, uh, But uh, anyway, so we have it throughout the garden. Mm-hmm. But another low-growing plant, and this is a native plant, is the 4 nerve daisy. Uh, this is blooming throughout the garden as well. Uh, I know we have some along uh, Rock Springs Road. We have some in the Tinsley Garden, which is at the south end of the garden and features nothing but native plants. But 4 nerve daisy is a perennial that gets about six to eight inches tall. It produces yellow daisy like flowers from spring to midsummer and then again in the fall. The four veins are clearly visible on the petals, hence the name four nerve daisy. This is a drought tolerant plant that grows in full sun and in well drained soil. And then finally, we have the oxide daisy. Uh, this is a perennial, a native as well. It's it about a foot tall and produces two inch wide daisies in April and May. Uh, spring bloom is flamboyant. They will continue to bloom a little while until frost. Uh, And then the flowers make good-cut flowers. They spread rapidly but are easy to control. And, again, this is one you want to plant in full sun, even to dappled shade.
1: We have a lot of plants that, uh, in one way or another, either resemble daisies or are daisies or out of the composite family, and are just beautiful plants. And I believe you could have flowers pretty much from uh, mid-spring all the way to frost uh, using uh, the, all the way from daisies to the, the fall asters. to uh, It's just a great group of plants. That's super. All right. Have we covered all the plants you had? Cause like yes, I said, yes. We'll have that's your list. my report. Yes. All right. Good deal. Tell folks how to find the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. Well, we are just north of I-30 on University Drive across from Trinity Park. This is 110 acres of Botanic Garden, folks. It's historic. It's almost 100 years old. And just a beautiful place to visit. All the details of all of what you hear here each week are on the website, and that is? FWBG.org. All right, and then finally, the 24-hour phone number if you want to call for recorded information. That is 817-463-4160. There is an admission fee to get into the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. That was initiated a couple of years ago. And my recommendation to you is join the Fort Worth Botanic Garden Society, whatever the exact wording is, and that way you can go back many times during the year at no additional charge. Get that exactly. family membership and you can you can enjoy it. Lots of benefits too, right, Steve? Exactly. Yeah, that's great. Steve Huddleston's been there for 26. This is your 27th year. Is that correct?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: 26 as full time. And now in, in, uh, in his failed attempt at retirement, he is yes, back. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, we're glad he is. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk to you next Sunday. Well, thank you. All right. And uh, that report is sponsored by the fine folks at Mueller. Mueller, your own storage is the title of this episode. It seems like these days temporary storage facilities are on every street corner, but let's do a little bit of math. Why don't we? For what you're paying in yearly costs for that storage room that you've been renting, you could own your own metal storage building right in your own backyard. How handy would that be with a Mueller backyard building? Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble with a bolt together design and they're priced right. You keep your stuff right there at home and you're not throwing away money by leasing storage. Their kits come in a variety of sizes, more than 30 colors from which to choose, adding style to your storage space. If you need a larger storage solution, Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need. Whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, a place for cars, boats, or even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller metal building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. See all of your options at mullerinc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or you can give Mueller a call at 8772 Mueller to find a location near you. That's 8772683553. They're Mueller. They're made in America, and they're made to last. Mueller Inc. I'm Nathan Smith with Callaway's Nursery in Mansfield. We're proud to present
2: this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now back to Neil.
1: That is a very friendly man. Thank you, Nathan, very much. Appreciate that. We go to our first call today, and this is Linda in North Dallas. Linda, thanks for calling. How can I help you?
3: Hi. Hi. Yes. I have a large 30 foot, probably by 30 foot wide, live oak in my front yard. And, as you know, we all know that we had that cold spell, and I had it aggressively pruned last year. Um, and now it's it's coming back. It looks great, except for it's sprouting stuff all over the place, and it's starting to look like a bush. So I was wondering if I just need to let it go because of the stress that it went through or um, have somebody just come and shave off all that added growth that's coming so along. So where are
1: these sprouts? Are they on the trunk? Are they coming up from the ground, or where are they?
3: They're on the trunks, the you know, just all the the trunks and the the way it fans out.
1: All right, and the um, and the the top of the tree, at the very top, is growing vigorously and it looks healthy. Yep. I would just take yeah. that all off. You can do it yourself, can't you?
3: Oh no, this tree is so big, I'd fall out of the tree. Yeah, then then go
1: farmer. ahead and have somebody do that if you wish. Uh, oak just... pruning is best done in the summer. Uh, if these are just small sprouts, then probably you wouldn't need to. Uh, you wouldn't need to wait. But anything that's bigger than a broomstick in diameter, I would wait until mid-July or later.
3: Yeah, no, it, it looks like a bush. You know, when you cut a bush, no, and I, it I, got to I got that. I got that. <laughs> if it's if
1: it's just <laughs> yeah. small twigs, then they could be pruned now.
3: Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Very much. Have a great day. All right. Let me tell you uh, something that is about to happen with Neil Sperry's. Lone Star Gardening. It's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen sometime midday tomorrow. The uh, truck will pull in from San Antonio. That's right. The, the fifth printing of Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening will arrive. And you say, Well, I haven't been listening to you for a few weeks, Neil, been out of town. What does that mean to me? It means that the price goes up. It goes up a lot. It goes up from thirty one ninety five to thirty-six ninety five. I have had a uh, in production special, we had a a paper shortage and I thought I was going to have just a seamless transition from fourth to fifth printing. And I get the call. Oh man, we're going to have to hold the presses because we don't have enough paper to print the book. That's what the the printer told me back about five or six weeks ago. I said, well, this is not good. And I put it on the air. I I was very open about it. I said, I'm going to be out of books for about five weeks. And, um, and during that time, if you will buy the book, I will give you a five dollar discount, but you'll need to wait until the books arrive. When they arrive, the price goes up to what will be the regular price., uh, but in the meanwhile, you can buy it at thirty one ninety five plus tax and postage. You'll be saving all that money and uh, and and I'll get it right to you as soon as they arrive. That time is here now. You have your money tied up for, one day <laughs> that's a pretty good deal now. I have to confess that you're going to be behind the others in line because I'm going to sign the books and box them and mail them in the order in which they were bought, so you're going to have to wait a few days for that. I'll be working as soon as they arrive, pretty much nonstop except for sleeping to get them uh, in the in the postal service. We use a priority mail because we can track it, and because it has a guaranteed one, two, or three-day delivery. Uh, but uh, in the meanwhile, that's that's your savings. This is uh, now. I need to tell you also. This is not a fifth edition. This is a fifth printing. If you have one of the first four printings, no need to buy this one. But this is the book with 840 of my photographs, 344 pages, 11 chapters that cover every aspect of outdoor gardening in Texas, from lawns and landscapes to flowers, fruit, and vegetable gardening. It's all in there. Chapter two, I've never put in a book before. It is a 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of your plants. Four pages per month of what needs to be done in that month. People tell me that chapter alone pays for the entire book. So I guarantee your satisfaction with the book or I'll refund every penny. And that goes with this printing as well. I've not been asked to refund one book so far, not one out of 60,000 that we've sold. So here is how you can buy it. It's not in stores and it's not on Amazon and it won't be, but you can buy it from my website and that's the way you need to do it today. At neilsperry.com. I sign every book as it sells, N E I L S P E R R Y.com. Or you can call my office in the morning, but you must order before the books arrive because that's when the price goes up. They'll be leaving San Antonio sometime between four and five in the morning. And when they get to my garage, to my home, that's where they'll be stored. And that's where I'll start signing as soon as they arrive. Then that's when the price goes up. So don't delay. I'd really suggest, you can call if you want to. The office phone line will be open for an hour or two tomorrow. That's 800-752-4769. But the better way is at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. repairs.com Hello
0: friends, this is Tommy Brummett at First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney inviting you to join us for worship in person inside in person outside online always all of these options can be found at our website sharingtheheart.org First United Methodist Church where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone
1: is welcome Thank you, Pastor Tommy. That's our church, the First United Methodist Church. I'm proud to provide that at no charge to my church. Who would charge their church for for a message like that? Goodness. So, hope you'll join us. Arborological Services, the leaders in tree care, the experts in tree care, the best it gets in tree care, the only people who will ever touch our trees. This is the company with three arborist of the year for the whole state of texas these were selected these men on three different years you can only have one arborist of the year for the state of texas that stands to reason and so russell peters and kevin bassett and steve hauser celebrated on separate years most companies don't have one they have three and they have miguel pastinez he is the 11 time reigning texas state tree climbing champion he's pretty good He's pretty, you know, you have to be quick, but you have to be precise, and you have to be safe, or you get disqualified. It's an awesome company, and they have foremen who are college-degree plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters. They have the best teams of any company in the state of Texas. Arborological Services. Let them work with your trees. 866 866- It's a toll-free number. Makes it sound like they're some big multinational company, but they're not. They're strictly Dallas-Fort Worth. They know the trees in our part of the universe right here in DFW. Arborological.com. It's Arborological Services. 866-552-7267. Arborological Services.
4: Neil Sperry and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened. I'm Tom McLaughlin with Callaways and Flower Mound, and now back to Neil.
1: Thank you, Tom. Let's go back to the phone lines now. Our next call up is going to be uh gonna be Rich in Dallas. Rich, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, my friend.
2: I'm yes. calling about a yes, sir. I'm calling about my peach tree that I started from a seed, and it's been six years, and this is the first spring that I, I saw it bloom. But the weird thing is it only had about three little blue pink blooms on it and they did they, they practically fell off overnight and now I'm looking at it and it's about ten feet tall and it only has one peach on it. What am I doing wrong?
1: Well what you are doing you know, asking me that is, is giving me a pair of boxing gloves and saying, here, go <laughs> ahead and hit me. <laughs> so forgive me. I, we're going to be friends when this call's over. But the, the first mistake is to plant a peach from a seed because you don't get anything like the mother tree was you, you had a delicious peach of some sort that you really liked mm-hmm. and you wanted to get one like it. And, and the only way to do that is to have a, a grafted tree so that you have the genetic Uh, a a duplicate when you plant a seed you have uh, you have the the mother tree but you have a father from a nice neighborhood it's i think the way the uh, uh, spca Mm -hmm. refers to their dogs you you don't know what you have and so you're you're going to get a chance seedling and the odds of it being a really good peach are about one in ten thousand uh, so that's your first problem. Secondly, you've let it get 10 feet tall and, and you need to prune peaches at 22 to 24 inches and make them branch sideways so that they will grow horizontally instead of vertically. Third, um, when you have that peach from seed, one of the, one of the real problems is you don't know whether it's going to be a, a variety, of, a, a type that will start producing at a young age or whether it's going to have to sit there for years before it'll do much. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you don't know what the chilling requirement of that peach will be. Peaches have chilling requirements. There are some varieties that have to have eight or 900 hours of temperatures below 45 degrees before they will bloom. Uh, there are some varieties that will bloom when they have 150 hours. Those are the ones that have to be grown in the Rio Grande Valley. And, and a seedling, you don't know what you have. You have to test it and try it. And so all these variables that we don't know when we have a seedling. So it's it's all in there somewhere. This year was a horrible year for peaches because they had already started to bud and bloom when the horrible yeah. freeze came. And so I'm amazed you got one.
2: <laughs> I am too, I guess.
1: Yeah, but okay. I, if you want to grow peaches, I really would recommend. That's not the way to save money on them. The way to save money is to, is to buy a, a first-class tree from an independent retail garden center, where you where you know the variety that you're getting, the sponsor of this hour uh, certainly handles the best varieties uh, in in that time. That's Callaway's, uh, and yeah. and the time for planting would be in January. You're looking for Ranger and Redskin and 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 Harvester Sentinel. Those are some of the best varieties, and those will those will have the right number of chilling hours, and they are the ones that produce really well for us.
2: Okay, one last question, Miss sure. Um What if I uh, still uh, try to uh, take care of it and uh, prune it in the fall, like you said? And maybe, is there any kind of fertilizer that might even come close to helping it? Have well, any fertilizer
1: it? will help it. This is not a fertility issue, uh, so okay. it's That's it's right. not going to make a difference on whether it bears fruit or not. You can't you can't counteract uh, um, you know if if you have a uh, a tropical bird, a parrot, and you're in North Dakota, and you want to raise it outdoors. Uh, you can't give it a different food and expect it to survive the freezing weather. It, it's just two different things, and and that's the case with the with the peach. You can't fertilize it and have it uh, change the chilling requirement or any of the other things. So, uh, but uh, certainly feeding it with a high nitrogen fertilizer in the early spring again after it uh, in late spring and again in early fall, is not a bad plan. That's what we do with most of our plants because our soils have a lot of phosphorus already. But that's not going to turn it around. And don't prune it back to 22 inches now. That's something you do when you start. When When it's a young tree, you do that, but you can't do that with a mature tree.
2: Okay. Well, then I, I, uh, I don't have, I don't have, I don't
1: have well. good direction for you because it's, it's several years down the road. You have to yes. come as close as you can. You probably would prune it to four or five feet and encourage horizontal growth at that point. Mm, okay. Well, I got you, Neil. Uh, you have a good day, sir. All right. Thanks for the call very much. Good luck with it. All right. We're going to take a break for news and then we will come right back. If you'd like to call, his line is open now at 800-288. WBAP 800-288-9227. Texas Premier Roofing Contractor, that's what you would want to have, isn't it? Well, then you call Wortham Brothers Roofing Company at 972 562 5788. They've been in business since 1986. It's a second generation family business. That's what we did three years ago. I'd been doing ads for them for two or three years before that. And I said to my wife, I think we have a roof problem. We had had hail and a storm damage at a time when we were not at home. And that had been several months earlier, and then suddenly we began to say, yeah, there's some leaks coming in here. And uh, so they came out and found that we had some flashing problems on the roof, and we also had, uh, we didn't have holes in the roof from hailstones going through the roof or anything that bad, but you could see that there had been hail impact to the composition roof that we had. It was about 12 years old, and it was time it was time at that point because of the hail impact the flashing was where the problem was that's where the leaks were occurring and you know it's tough to track down leaks if you've ever noticed that wortham brothers roofing company knew what to do and they got us all fixed up and they did it quickly they were very careful i have a landscape you would expect that and they were very careful to protect the plants and protect the landscape and to put a beautiful roof on they do all kinds of roofs so don't, uh, don't be timid. If you have a roof of your dreams, they'll build that roof of your dreams. If you're thinking about selling your home, have your roof inspected before you show the home. Use the company that's built on integrity, quality, and innovation. The company that is here, not some company that comes in when there's a storm and you see that they all have out-of-state license plates, not with Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. Call the company that is based here and serves the whole Metroplex. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company at 972-562-5788, WBRoofing.com, Wortham Brothers Roofing Company.
5: Listen to WBAP in your
1: home.
4: Just ask your smart speaker and she'll gladly assist. Alexa, open WBAP. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk 820. WBAP.
5: WBAP WBAP.com.
1: My electronic newsletter comes from my computer to your email box Thursdays right after 6 p.m. That way you can look at it Thursday night and kind of make your plans for what you want to accomplish that weekend. Maybe your weekend starts Friday evening when you get home. Maybe you have Fridays off, whatever it is. But there's e-gardens waiting for you with five stories. One of them is a featured plant of the week and in many cases it's something that needs to be planted right then or something you want to watch out for and see if you like it. Maybe it's in full bloom at that time you say well that looks kind of interesting let me see if I can see it in my town and you say whoa I want that Uh, one of the featured stories will always be a featured question of the week something I've been asked repeatedly and you say you know what I had that very same problem and then one will always be gardening this weekend where I point out the 10 or 12 or 15 things that are most critical for you to get done in your landscape and garden in that weekend We also have a couple of guest writers who write for us this week. uh, uh, You're going to see Diane Sitton's story one week early. I just uh, said to Diane, you've submitted it early. It looks like a wonderful Mother's Day story, color gone wild in the garden. And let's use it before Mother's Day. And she said, that's fine. So that's coming up. That's Neil Sperry's eGarden. Sign up for it at my website. It is free Uh, The subscription, you have to subscribe to it, but it's free and always will be and will never spam you, and I certainly am not going to give or sell your email address to anybody ever. Uh, It's eGardens. Take a look at it. You can see the most recent issue, and then you can sign up for it at neilsperry.com. That's also where you go for that last-minute bargain on my book, Lone Star Gardening, at (laughs) Neilsperry.com
0: years serving dmw trending now trending now on wbap and wbap.com texas voters settled a number of issues yesterday but not all of them i'm dennis martin at the Rexel usa wbap 24 7 news desk
4: Classic WBAP first traffic and weather on the right. An
0: accidents blocking the right lane of westbound I-20 at Haymarket Road. Construction blocks the number one lane of eastbound North Loop 820 between Blue Mound Road and Mark 4 Parkway. For WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. More rain still possible this morning. That'll be followed by gradual clearing for the rest of the day. High temperature today in the low 80s. Tonight, partly cloudy. Overnight low around 70. Monday, lots of sunshine. High temperature Monday in the low 90s. Right now it's cloudy. We're looking at 67 degrees. North Texas voters settled a number of outstanding issues in Saturday's elections, but not all of them. The race in U.S. Congressional District 6 to pick a replacement for Ron Wright, who died of COVID in February, will have to be decided in a June fifth runoff between his widow, Susan Wright, and Jake Elzey. The race for Fort Worth Mayor will also have to be decided in a runoff between Deborah Peoples and Mattie Parker, and eight of eleven incumbents who are running for re-election to the Dallas City Council were returned to their positions. The remaining six Dallas City Council uh, seats are going to runoffs. The body of a missing eight-year-old autistic boy has been found in a north of Dallas apartment swimming pool. Cadel Jones bolted away from his family Friday morning as they were trying to get him into their car to go to school. His family described Cadel as autistic, nonverbal, and likely to run from strangers, His body was found Saturday morning in a nearby apartment complex swimming pool. From the Rexel USA WBAP 24-7 News Desk, I'm Dennis Martin. Next update will be at 9 o'clock. Meanwhile, 24-7 News coverage at WBAP.com.
1: Thank you, Dennis. Let me tell you right now about the fine folks at Callaways, the title sponsor for this entire hour all year long. Love these people, love their, their, their nurseries, 20 of them now. I will never forget the, uh, the time that John Peters and Jim Estel took me aside on the streets of New Orleans at the Nursery Trade Show and said, we have this idea. We're going to open up a, a nursery, I'm going to call it Callaways. There probably will be more than one location. Gee, do you think? <laughs> that was 30-some years ago, and look what's happened. And now, let me give you the message for Callaway's for this week. Indoor cacti and succulents are a great way to add personality to your plant collection. Fill your indoor spaces. Just fill them up with easy care plants from Callaway's Nursery. With their wide selection, you'll find the right choice to fill your decor. They are a favorite for their intriguing forms and unique shapes. These trendy plants require little upkeep, but they're big on impact because of their textures and colors. Explore their extensive pottery selection to outfit your new cacti and succulents. You'll find the perfect pieces to showcase your new plants. Want to find out more about uh, plants like Echeveria, Grafted Cacti, Haworthias? Hey, I collect Haworthias. I have about 400 kinds. And... uh, Callaway's. That's the place you can go to get your collection started. Ask one of their friendly Texas certified nursery professionals. They are there to guide you with any questions about your new cacti and succulents. You can trust their expert gardening knowledge and tips. You can always count on Callaway's to bring you the very best in plants and advice. And everything is backed with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. So get adventurous and try something new. Visit one of their open air stores. Order online. Use their convenient curbside pickup. Love plants, helping people, and spending time outside? You can become one of their great team members. Callaway's now hiring at all of their locations, including their newest store, coming soon to Lemon Avenue. Go to Callaway's.com to find a location near you. They're open seven days a week from 9 until 6 for your convenience. That's Callaway's Nursery. Life lived beautifully. You'll love them. Callaways.com.
5: Your latest news, traffic, and weather. If you're not informed,
1: then you're out of the loop. All you have to do is ask.
5: Alexa, open WBAP.
1: And finally, my website. Let me do it quickly. You go to my website, neilsperry.com. In this one, you do have to spell my name correctly. Normally, I don't care. But it's alphabetic order on the vowels. N E I L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. And that's where you buy my book at the discounted price of thirty one ninety five through today and tomorrow morning only. Then the price goes up when the truck arrives with the shipment of the first of the fifth printings. So get it right away at neilsperry.com. That's where you sign up for eGardens, my free electronic newsletter. You'll also see my 1001 Frequently Asked Questions. You'll see the archived information on Rose Rosette Virus and a whole lot more. All of that at neilsperry.com.
3: Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaways help you. I'm Ginger with the Southlake Store. And now back to Neil.
1: Thank you, Ginger, very, very much. And back to the phone lines now. Let's go to Lisa in Midlothian. Lisa, this is Neil. Good morning. Good
5: morning. How are you?
1: I am doing fine. I appreciate your waiting on me. How can I help?
5: Well, we moved to Midlothian in August, and so we have this wisteria in our yard that is taller than I am. It's like a wisteria mountain. It only bloomed on the north side this spring, and I was wondering why. And also, I think this wisteria needs trimming back, and I don't know how much you can trim it without harming it.
1: Okay. Did you do any pruning at all on the south side over the winter? No. All right. What is on the south side of it? Is it against the house? Is it it against a, a tree or anything that would shade it?
5: It is shaded by two large live oaks. But on it, that. Gets morning, it gets morning sun on the north and south, and then it gets afternoon sun on the west. No, the east and north in the morning, south and
1: west in the afternoon. Okay, Lisa, I look like the guy who just came out of the revolving door now. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm confused, but let me just put it this way to you. Uh, the side that bloomed. Does it have more sun than the side that did not bloom? Um,
5: in the morning, both the north and east. No, don't side. don't go
1: back through it. That's just going to put me back in the door. Um, I just need to know some total. Is there more sun on the side that bloomed?
5: Maybe.
1: All right. All right, let, let me tell you the things. Uh, wisteria's failure to bloom is caused by several things. It is by far the most common question I'm asked about vines. Uh, it, it probably equals all the other vine questions I get combined. Uh, why did my wisteria not bloom? And I've, I don't know that I've ever had one where part of a wisteria didn't bloom, but the answer is going to be pretty much the same. There are several things that go together to, to keep wisterias from blooming. Number one... Would be is it in the sun? Because if they're in the shade, they don't bloom properly. Number two uh, would be if it has well. Number one would be if it's been pruned in the winter time because they set their flowers in October, November, December. Uh, they they bloom on last year's growth, and so if you do any pruning in the fall or the winter, then you're taking off the flower buds. Uh, they are they should be, they should they should be pruned immediately after they bloom. And so that's, okay. that answers the question of when do you prune. I'll come back and answer how in a minute. Uh, the third thing would be if they're in an area that gets a lot of nitrogen. Nitrogen uh, uh, slows down the production of flower buds. So if there's a, a, an area of turf grass around them, then if we're putting fertilizer on in the fall, that will come at the expense of, uh, of uh, bud production. So that's something we have to be concerned about. And then... Uh, the the fourth thing would be if it's just growing extremely vigorously sometimes it won't bloom as well and that that would happen in a shaded area but it can also happen with a uh, a young plant that's just getting established. This doesn't sound like that. So those are all things and, and that are that can contribute, and then there are some times when you just can't explain it. Root pruning sometimes will help cause a wisteria to bloom that wasn't blooming. It shocks the plant and, and makes it bloom. It, it, it cuts down on that rampant growth. I don't know that that side of the plant was growing more vigorously than the other, but if that's the case, then you might try uh, pruning, doing root pruning in late summer with a sharpshooter spade where you just uh, uh, stab it down into the ground maybe two feet away from the trunk, uh, 20 inches down or 18, 16 inches into the ground and cut the lateral roots. Without seeing the plant, it's hard to, hard to know if that would help or not, but, but that's a possibility.
5: Okay.
1: Now, as so as far as pruning, as far as pruning, you can prune them. The more you prune them, the more likely you are to get very strong vegetative regrowth. Vegetative, not reproductive. That will, that will come at the expense of flower production, of bud set in the fall. If you cut a wisteria back by 70%, it's going to regrow with a lot of strong uh, stem growth. And they may, it may just continue to do that for a couple of years. They're big vines. They can, they can grow. Well, there's uh, the biggest one is in what Calabasas, California, covers seven acres. These are big vines, and uh, yeah. so if you try to put it on a tiny trellis and, and prune it every year, it's going to be pretty stunted, and it may not bloom properly for you. Let me let you talk for a while, though. What? How much of that sounds plausible? Well, it's it's
5: taller than I am, and it's shaped like Mountmore Hill, and I didn't know how much I could cut it back. I didn't want to kill it how much should i cut it back say 30%? you could
1: cut it back to 20 feet or so 15 okay. or 20 feet you don't want to have it you don't want to try to keep it at, at five or six feet people do prune them in tree form uh you know on a on a trunk with a very heavy pole i i'm i'm answering without seeing the plant it's hard to tell somebody how to give a haircut when you can't see the the hair and that's what i'm what i'm having to do here if you have to prune it prune it it has to fit in your environment hopefully that hopefully that'll help it's it's hard to hear so hopefully that'll help
5: okay well thank you you're
1: welcome good luck with it hopefully that helped i think i understood everything all right let's see where we are um i'm going to uh Matt has been waiting a long time. Let's take him, uh, Michael. Let's go to line one. That would be
6: Matt. Matt in Forney.
1: This is Neil. How may I help you? Hey, Mr. Sperry.
6: Yes, sir. Uh, Basically, have some clay soil here in Forney. In the backyard, I dug three-foot-by-two-foot-deep holes to plant a Celeste fig, a Methley plum, and a Satsuma. And uh, I had a Celeste fig also in a, a planter. Um and its leaves got horizontal pretty quick and it looks good. But after these rains the last couple of days, I look in the holes that I dug, and basically there's sitting water. Um, so I pulled the one fig up to try and dry it out a bit. And I was wondering, is it possible to maybe pull the satsuma up also and put it in a uh, maybe like a half barrel above ground and use the same hole underneath? If it's so likely to be. It doesn't get rid of water very easily.
1: Uh, yeah, I would probably put another – I'd probably find another place in your yard if at all possible. How much rain have you had? Oh, whatever we had the last few days. Uh, yeah, how much quantitatively?
6: Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I heard one day it was an inch and a half.
1: If, if an last- inch and a half of rain is causing – the water table to be at, at uh, the soil line, then you're going to have much worse problems. Other times, uh, it may be that you need to you, you may need to have these plants somewhere else in your in your landscape where you have better drainage. That sounds like a low spot that's not going to drain well. I don't know, but uh, okay. and and I'm very concerned about your planting a satsuma in the ground. They're not winter hardy. Okay. It needs to be well, in a pot have, so you can move it in and out.
6: And the size pot, basically I've got wine barrels cut in half. Is that uh what kind of gross will they be limited to from being in a pot that big?
1: Well, you have to do what you can move and uh mm-hmm. you're you're limited to that. Uh you talking about a whiskey barrel or I don't know what size a wine barrel is. I'm not a
6: y- not yeah, a kind of it smart. is if it it's is a, a whiskey half barrel.
1: whiskey barrel, then that could work. I, I will be I'll tell you practically speaking that the banding on a whiskey barrel rusts and gives way. You're much mm-hmm. better off with a large pot that doesn't have that issue. Um, and, and because if you're going to be moving this thing around, it's going to crumble away within a year or two when you start moving it. Anytime the temperature mm-hmm. drops into the low to mid twenties, oh low twenties, into the mid twenties much below uh, 28 or 26, you need to have your Satsuma in the garage overnight. Okay. And uh, so you're going to have to have it in, I'd, I'd choose a very large nursery pot, maybe a, a 36 or 42-inch or nursery pot, and eventually you'll want to put it in something larger. You'll need a plant dolly of some sort. They're worth it because they produce very well. But right. uh, but you'll need a uh, you'll need some something lightweight. Don't choose a big terracotta pot that would be heavy. <laughs> but
6: uh, you need to what have you, some
1: some way of transporting it.
6: What do you think about these Celeste figs? Um, Celeste is the I best. Celeste is the best
1: fig for our area. They got frozen this year, but uh, you're likely to get 25 years without another freeze uh, uh, event like this one. Uh, well, you're going to get more than that with without one like this year. Uh, Celeste is the the one that's recommended
6: for our area, and so you think possibly just this backyard. It's it's not actually the low spot. It's not the low spot, but kind of raising them above ground a little bit.
1: Perhaps uh, you need the moisture. Figs need a lot of moisture because of those big leaves. Uh, so you can always add uh, moisture. You can't subtract it, as you found. You know, if the, if the water table is high, you can't get it out of there. Um, I'm not sure. I'm picturing everything. You added the compost. Uh, if you think the compost just got soggy because it rained, if the rain stands for, if the water stands for, uh, uh, two for a day after a rain, that's a problem. If it is standing there after two hours, that's no problem. That's normal. So you have to be the judge. I, I can't tell. Okay. What I would do, what I would do is, uh, I'd, I'd dig with a sharpshooter spade a post hole alongside where you have these planted before you do anything i just dig a post hole just leave a cylinder a cylindrical hole there and water everything really well and watch what the water does see if it fills that hole and, and doesn't drain or what it does and and it'll tell you I've got to get my last break in. I didn't think the the question would be quite as involved. And so I kind of ran myself behind schedule, but, but uh, that, that one, no, it's not quite that urgent, but, but that will tell you whether it's a a real drainage problem or whether it was just an incidental. We had a nice rain, the water filled the soil, but it drained away that kind of a, a thing. And if that's the case, you'll be fine
6: all righty all and right. so i'm guessing with the celeste fig the one plant that was in the ground the leaves were horizontal and now they're drooping so does that mean it got overwatered? Is it, that... it could yeah it very well could all right
1: if it stood in water for a couple days that would not be good <laughs> okay well yeah. thank you all right hope i helped. thank you sir neil's Praise lone star gardening folks let's just cut right to the chase your time's up if you have been waiting and thinking about ordering on the on the in production special, thinking, oh, I'll just get it right before the end, I'll, I won't tie my money up, well, your time is here. You're going to have it tied up for about, uh, let's see, 24, about 27 hours. The truck will probably, they, when, when delivery comes from San Antonio on the uh, express truck, it's usually they leave about 4.30 or 5 in the morning to avoid the traffic in San Antonio and come right, I think, right before the uh, traffic in oh, Austin, the worst traffic in the world, and then they get to Dallas and on to uh, on to McKinney to my garage, and six thousand books will be arriving. They'll fill our garage up. I'll start signing, and that's when the price goes up. Is when the books arrive tomorrow. It's thirty six ninety five will be the regular price, which is a bargain. But you'll get it at thirty-one ninety-five if you order before they arrive. I do not wait, do not wait until tomorrow morning. I don't have any way to take a, a phone order today. The office is closed. The office will be open tomorrow for an hour or two. But Gretchen has her hands full trying to uh, get everything arranged for the books to arrive, and I will too. Uh, since they're coming to the to our house, to our garage. So the best way, the only dependable way, is to order them online right now. And that's at neilsperry.com. And this is not my cowboy boot book. That thing is from 1991. This is a, a quarter century more up-to-date. 344 pages, 840 of my photographs, and 11 chapters chapter 2 is that calendar telling you when to do everything don't miss this opportunity 31.95 plus tax and postage it will be 36.95 not in stores not on amazon order it at neilsperry.com. office number is 800-752-grow but order it at n e i l s p e r r y.com i'll be signing and will sign them in the order in which they're bought and several thousand to sign, order now. Hello, Texans. Bob Phillips here with an important announcement from the folks at Mueller, as a leading manufacturer of steel buildings and residential metal roofing. Mueller wants to extend a Texas-sized helping hand to a nonprofit organization in need of a new facility. One nonprofit will be selected to receive a new Mueller steel building up to 4,000 square feet. For contest rules and an entry form, go to MuellerInc.com and click on
4: Helping Hand. All applications must be received by May 18th. supplies helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams
1: i'll tell you about sunburst shutters right now i'm going to give you their phone number i'm going to invite you to call them to get directions to their showroom or better yet i'm going to invite you to call them to invite them into your home to show you their shutters they are spectacular uh, plantation style shutters that phone number is 214-343 2-6-0-1. It's sunburstshutters.com. These are polywood shutters. That means they're made of polywood, a proprietary material of Sunburst Shutters. It's a man-made material. It doesn't crack or warp or split or peel. It machines beautifully. This is a state-of-the-art company. They're just fabulous. They're custom fit to every opening in your home. Don't worry if you have a triangular window. Don't worry if you have a circular window. They love the special challenges. You have tall windows? Not a problem. These are large shutters, two and a half, three and a half, and four and a half inch louver size sunburst shutters. They are effortless to, to work. They're white or off white. They are, they can be stained or painted as need be. Let them show you what they have. Again, sunburstshutters.com, also available in Houston, San Antonio, Austin, and Waco. sunburstshutters.com, 214-343-2601.
0: We at Callaways are proud to offer the finest in plants,
1: products, and services. I'm Trey Bailey from the Sugarland Cornelius Callaways. We're proud to be sponsoring this segment of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Trey. The uh, folks at Callaways acquired the Cornelius Nurseries in Houston area uh, many years ago when Sterling Cornelius retired. He was a hero in Texas horticulture. I really admired Sterling Cornelius very, very much. He was a sweet man. And uh, one of my first uh, uh, visits to any nursery. Oh, I was so excited as a teenager to get to go to Cornelius Nursery and then to get a chance to meet him and have lunch with him and just one on one. Oh, it just it doesn't get any better than that. We have another hour, so I hope you'll pick up the phone, give me a call. We have only Mary and Celina ahead
4: of you. 800 288. WBAP.